This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Just Play. The team at Just Play hooked us up with their product uh, months ago, and we have to say that it's been a game changer for us. We especially love the playbook tools that allow us to create our favorite blocking schemes. Uh, obviously, as you guys know, power, counter, but inside zone, pin and pull, um, you know, and, and inside zone lock and seal. Um, so we can save time and be more productive with our teams and with our in-season uh, work schedule. Just Play is limited time offer for RTP listeners only. Get my Just Play Pro for $120, which is an unbelievable $60 off the normal list price. This offer has been extended um, all the way till now. You can get this deal at JustPlaySolutions.com slash RTP. Best playbook tool on the market at JustPlaySolutions.com slash RTP. Don't wait. Go do it today. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Huddle. It's not too late for Huddle Assist to impact your season. Whether you have a few losses on your record or you're racking up the W's already, you can always use more advanced data. Huddle Assist breakdowns are done by professional analysts and include more than a dozen columns of data you need to start your analysis, plus interactive drive charts and tendency reports. They'll give you the edge you need to get a drop on your next opponent. Even though your games are already underway, you can still get the advantage of the unlimited breakdown packages for the rest of your season. Starting at just $300, there are multiple options for game footage, scouting footage, and turnaround times. Just have a few games you need data on, you can pay as you go for just $35 per video. See all the details on how it works, plus pricing and what's included at huddle.com slash RTP assist. You don't want to wait until the next season to gain this competitive edge, visit huddle.com slash RTP assist to sign up today and finish this year strong. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Vices. Vices football helmets are different than any other helmets on the market. Their design reduces impact forces by yielding in a collision similar to a car bumper. A concept so unique, the helmet was named one of Time Magazine's top 25 inventions of 2017. The Zero One is the top helmet at every level of football. Nearly every NFL team has starters in the 0-1, including both the Super Bowl MVP and the overall league MVP last season. Over 140 college teams, 1,500 high school programs, and hundreds of middle schools and youth teams have made the switch to the Vices 0-1 and 0-1 youth helmets. Protect your athletes with the top performing helmets in the game. For more information about Vices technology or to request team pricing or financing options, visit Vices.com on the web, which is V-I-C-I-S.com on the web. Vices, protect the athlete, elevate the game. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Team Builder. Team Builder is again offering coaches a free in-season football strength program. As you may recall, uh, like we've talked about in other episodes, the New England Patriots squat up to 90% of their one rep max deep into the playoffs. If you're in-season strength and conditioning philosophy is just to maintain, then we think we have something better for you. You can get the program once you start a 14-day free trial with Team Builder. Just reach out and tell them that you heard it from Rowdy in the RTP podcast. Or use the code RTP when you sign up for your free trial at teambuilder.com, which is teambuilder.com. On today's episode of RTP, we talk with Matt Christensen. Coach Christensen is the D.C. for the 2018 state champion Brandon Valley Lynx in Brandon, South Dakota. Listen as we talk to Coach Christensen about his playing and coaching journey through high school, college, and his most recent state title. 
his defensive philosophy of building winners on and off the field, and how he gets involved with his state's coach association as a board member. You can follow Coach Christensen on Twitter at mchristensenbv. Hope you guys enjoy. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much for uh, your time and for uh, the invite. I, I'm really humbled and uh, thrilled about the opportunity. Um, yeah, Matt Christensen's my name. I'm, I'm from Yankton, South Dakota. Uh, rich football tradition there. Um, the one coach has got 284 career victories and only like 70 losses. Uh, Max Hawk, uh, all-time legend. And another coach they've got is up there in around 260. Um, he came in when I was a, a player taking on the, the Brady Walls-led peer governors. Okay. Um, it was not a not an easy team to prepare for because they had a quarterback who's slinging around. They just they just didn't use him very much. His name is Scott Rizlov. He was FBS down the road, and uh, had they used him, the, the score would have been uh, lopsided the other way, I'm afraid. But uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of good times in high school. Um, won a couple titles there along with the runner up. We got absolutely crushed by uh, a Burge Polak uh, led Watertown team uh, in the dome, uh, 34 to six, and uh, He's just uh, this quick tangent. He's uh, I, I, I work with SDFBCA or South Dakota Football Coach Association, uh, the the Twitter account, and um, we're throwing a shout out to Verge uh, Verge Bullock for being 33 years our executive secretary, and uh, just being he's retiring this year from that position. He's an all time legend, a uh, real good guy. The the Twitter traffic's getting going, and uh, dedication to him, and we'll get him to check Twitter, you know, once a decade, and and uh, you know. He'll he'll feel the love, which is which is uh, deserving because he's been an awesome guy. But uh, one of his teams drilled us uh, my senior year, but uh, had had a fun high school career playing tight end and linebacker, and then um, got the fortunate opportunity to play some D two ball at Augustana. Um, it's now University in Sioux Falls, and they're gonna make the D one jump here pretty quick. So I'm not sure if they're going Pioneer League non scholarship or if they're gonna try to be, uh, you know the uh, Missouri Valley up there with the Bison and Jacks, but uh, either way, it's going to be a fascinating situation. Uh, and I wish I could say I'm a, I'm a marvelous booster, but uh, my attendance is more than my financial, <laughs> financial, account, you know, I was going to say, I, Coach, I hadn't, I hadn't actually heard that. I mean, what, what was kind of the rationale? I mean, I know, I mean, obviously the, the football team has been, been solid and competitive. They haven't been, you know, obviously, mm-hmm. like on a on a national level, or anything, you know, made the playoffs a few times. But I know in a lot yeah, of the other yeah. sports, they, they've won they've won national titles in in basketball. And I just saw like the women's softball team just won a yeah. national title. Yeah, they're legit. Their baseball won it uh, last year. Women's cross country. Um, I think largely basketball. They want to carve out a niche, you know, because USD and SDSU uh, just have great um, basketball uh, presences and strongholds in the area. And uh, the Summit League is just growing by leaps and bounds. It gets national exposure. And Augie just doesn't like to be left out on that, I think. Um, you know, I, I've heard people saying that um, the, the the big wigs want them to be a, sort of a Creighton with football, you know, um, okay. as an ultimate goal. Uh, there's some pretty powerful people that I'm going to trust uh, making the decisions and keep my fingers crossed and keep showing up and, and, and spread the brand if I can. There's no shortage of money in Augustana. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's that's best. You know, it, it, <laughs> there, there can't be if they're going to get anything done. Yeah. 
So yeah, really, really fortunate to play there. Um, wasn't all conference or anything, but I tried and cared a lot and I was a captain and, uh, I got the fortunate opportunity to, uh, coach my first year. Uh, I coached a little their spring ball after I played, um, you know, my fifth year there and, uh, I uh, love that and um, became a, a teacher and coach in Parker Hurley High School. Uh, we we worked together. So I teach the mornings in Parker and then the afternoons in Hurley about 10 miles away. I'd drive and typically the towns didn't get along at all. So I was kind of a bridge between those two. And uh, we won the first conference title they had in 34 years. So I got a taste of small town ball. And, um, but but I was always worried about consolidation, you know, schools shrinking and farm communities struggling. So I was lucky to get uh, Brandon Valley opportunity, and um, in Parker and Hurley, I had, had taught uh, sixth through eleventh grades, you know, every day, and that's basically the position Brandon Valley had for me as well. And I was lucky that Jim Heinitz, my head football coach at Augie, was on the school board here, knew all the principals, played golf with them, chatted it up, and had a good relationship. It's all about building those bridges, and um, you know, it's what you know and who you know. So I've uh, been coaching here since '03. And um, we, we've been, uh, you know, really fortunate with a lot of talent and athletic, tough kids. And uh, Chad Gero is our head coach. I've been the D.C. since I want to say '05. I was pretty young when he said, "Hey, man, you're gonna you're calling the defense. That's all there's to it." And I kind of went, "Whoa, wait a second. You know, <laughs> you guys might have been there, like old Han, brother. Like, uh, but he, he just knew that I I care enough to learn as fast as I could. And um, football's been changing ever since. And but a handful of years ago, he said, hey, I think it's time you, you start looking at a 4-2, you know, and um, get using that box and the and the spread defensive capabilities that that's, that's got. It's been, really been fun to to um, to implement that. Um, so we, uh, we, we, we've basically been forefront every year, except one year we were really short D line and we ran a three front. And we basically made an, an, an under anyway, you know. <laughs> had a linebacker up there anyway you guys have been there but um, whatever you want to call it we had four on the line because that's just kind of the way our defensive staff kind of sees the game um but uh yeah it's been going really well uh we we kept having big troubles getting through the semis um facing these big sioux Falls schools and uh well coached you know extremely talented talented clubs and uh we're, we're at brandon valley we're just east of sioux falls by about you know five miles and, and shrinking the distance is ever shrinking there, but uh, um, we got about 1,100 kids in our high school, and um, it's been uh, been really fun, especially this last season. Had a whole bunch of kids that could really tackle, uh, so we got got the the championship in the dome, uh, the Dakota Dakota Dome in Vermilion is where we play our title games. Although next year, maybe you guys have heard that we're having to play outdoors at the Dyke House in Brookings um, because the Dakota Dome's getting a lot of renovations. Mm-hmm. So that's that's big news here. And um, I don't know if SDSU is going to try to vie for the title games uh, every year, how that's going to go down, but I'm sure there'll be some money thrown around. But um, yeah, we, we had a real nice season this year where we had 23 interceptions and uh, we almost played no man, you know, just saw the ball thrown and uh, tried to get heat with four maximum of five, see the ball out of the quarterback's hands. And uh, had to, had to make a couple of just tough decisions. You guys have probably been there where you got seniors, you love them, they've battled, they're just not quite getting the job done like maybe some sophomores can. And uh, made a couple substitutions. The seniors became special teamers and you know extremely valuable guys and guys I love and respect for the rest of my life. And um, their, their leadership, I mean, helped the sophomores with a ton of talent. 
um, kind of gel together and, and really uh, play good football. Coach, moving the, moving the state championship uh, outside, do you think that's going to uh, affect any of the, the offenses that, that you guys see? Or, or do you guys – do the offenses have to be pretty um, cognizant of, of the weather anyways late in the season? Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right about that. It's going to affect it. There's a couple spread teams that don't that are not thrilled about this. It'll be November 15th or four, I think it's November 15th. And up here, you know, it can get pretty, pretty blizzardy. Yeah, that's maybe why Brady, no. Brady went south. No, I, I was going to say, I mean, the last game I ever played in South Dakota, uh, MC was, was against O'Gorman yep. in the first round. And, oh. and I'm not kidding you. It was, it was at, you know, old Howard Wood. And you remember oh, when they, when they didn't have the, the field turf on it, so it was the regular turf, and they played so many damn games on it that the oh, between the hashes, Harper was was literally hard pan dirt. <laughs> Seriously, because I mean they, they that was the only field they had, and, and all you know the colleges played on it, the, all the high schools played on it, and just ripped the middle of that field out. So of course by November, and and it's it's minus two, and I'm not kidding you, the wind was gusting like sixty, and it guaranteed sixty. And, you know, an MC had said, you know, we did have a, a QB that could sling it. You know, Rizloff set some records at, at San Jose State, but we could only throw it two quarters. So we threw for like 225 in, in two quarters when we had the wind. When we didn't have the wind, you know, O'Gorman would keep the ball and we, and we, couldn't, we couldn't move it anyway. So, but well, that's it, what I was going to say. It, yeah. A lot of those teams, and then, uh, you know, I, I think that you see it a lot in the NFL as well. Um, if you're going to really be able to play playoff football, maybe not as much in the NFL because they've got some unbelievable talent. But even even there, and some of the big college teams that uh, have to play conference, you know, conference championships uh, in the Big East or the the Big Ten in some of those schools, um, you, you better be able to uh, win without throwing the ball because when it is minus two and and guys don't like to catch, it makes it harder to throw and. And uh, you know any kinds of, uh, of storms, you better be able to uh, have a, at least a, a decent run game. Because um, now that it's especially out of out of a dome, uh, I would assume it changes up quite a bit of things. No doubt about it. And I've already spoken to some guys that are concerned. You know, they think they got good ball clubs, and they do. Uh, but if uh, if the weather affects the game, you know, uh, you know the old uh, we 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 straight up take the the bison playbook and we run that a gap and we pull the backside guard we fold them right up in there and we do some other stuff uh where we kick out or lead up and uh, we run the heck out of the power and we'll we'll keep doing it until you until you make sure we can't so uh, we're, we're excited about the opportunity and trying to get back there well coach if you're going against and i don't want you to give away all your secrets but just uh maybe let's say in theory you're if you're going against yep. your offense uh, that's going to be a bit a heavy team. Is going to run the a gaps. Going to do things like that. Um, how are you going to morph your your uh, your forefront into uh, being able to help you stop you know some of that run game? Absolutely. We're not going to sit still. I'll tell you that we're going <laughs> to. You know, the, the, the nose guard in that shade isn't going to always go a gap. He's going other a gap from time to time. We're trying to spill it. Um, we're we're trying to just make sure. Um, Line, you know, linebackers um, coming downhill in a hurry. Uh, see if we can bounce it out and sift it out. I got a couple. I got a couple of really nasty tacklers out in the alleys, you know, because four two can be a four four in a hurry. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you, if you just get it out to those guys, uh, and vice tackle out there with your 
if you're inside and outside backer, um, and then having a free safety run both alleys who can really scoot. Of course, I mean it's easier said than done, but you got to have some men to get it done. That's that's how we stopped Tupac Abea. I twenty you know, stop him. Twenty seven carries for maybe one oh seven, and he had just hung two fifty on an amazing defense the week before. So um, we we just try to um, you know make it bounce, make it sift out, um, to do what they don't want it to do. So put that nose in the other a gap, uh, put the tackle. You know we play you know just play a three tack a lot to. Sometimes, you know, most of the time the tight end, sometimes we'll go field base, but we'll get all four of those linemen going one way and make that ball. Just make absolutely sure it cannot come right at you. Make him dance, make him hop. Any any slightly confused linemen uh, is definitely worse than if they're you know, um, full confidence and full head of steam because those boys, uh, and of course there's offensive strategies. Whoever got the marker last is going sure. to get it done. But, uh, but, uh, if you can just make sure you got a guy who can uh, rip, rip into a gap that they're, they're not expecting him to get there. Um, uh, Coach Garrow just loves our four-man slant where, you know, the linebackers know if that ball, we got a thousand pounds going one direction. If the ball gets that way, you know, it's going to have a tough time going that direction. So just make sure you're there for the, the cutback. And sometimes it's coached, but um, just see if you can get that done and, and then being ready for, any boot action they got off it too. Um, see if you, you know, the old adage where you can make them play, make them do what they don't want to do, um, and, and watch for that. Watch for that ball's getting targeted. Coach Ben, I was going to ask you a little bit. I mean, you know, your guys's your guys' staff has been together for a long time. I know Coach Garrow's been there a long time. You've been there a long time. I know, you know Bisbee's been there a long time yeah. coaching, coaching that offensive line. I went to high school with him. You know, what's it like to kind of have, you know, that, that type of continuity? And then also, you know, knowing you guys had been so close, I mean, literally for, you know, over a decade, what, what did it kind of feel like to be able to, you know, celebrate a, a state championship in that community, those dudes that you guys have had? I mean, heck, I mean, I mentioned, you know, dang near, you know, weddings, births of kids, all those cool things yep. that get to happen while you guys are kind of growing up and go through those growing pains together too. Yeah, those are the – those are the most special times ever. You know, I got here standing up my arm right now, just thinking about them. I got a wedding invite right on my shelf. I'm looking at it. It's the best. It's um, just to see them celebrate after the game. Uh, you know, it'll change your life. It'll put everything in perspective that, you know, you, all your hard work goes in to serve the community that the team performed for, you know, and just imagine the, the, the stuff that, the, the money people invest in these kids, the food they give them, the, the, the uh, uh, just, just see that pay off and see them make memories and uh, see them solidify, you know, and, and build, build a network that they'll, that they'll never, uh, that'll never fail them, you know, cause they'll always have that to fall back on them that we got it done. And it was, it was a team effort. It was a blast. And as coaches, the same thing, because, you know, we, we love each other and, um, during the fall, we'll, we'll see each other more in our wives and our kids. And, uh, it goes for much of the summer too. So it was, it was incredibly fun and validating and, uh, and, but it, at, at the same time, it's really, really fun challenge not to be just jacked and thrilled about that and just living in the past. And Chad Garrell's not about that. He's, I mean, the rings were kind of fun to get. He made sure they're pretty blingy. You know, he's, he's our swag coordinator as well. Um, but they're not going to win us any games this fall. And, uh, 
he's right back to the grindstone type of cat, and I, I really respect him for that too. But yeah, just the he, he constantly Chad Garrell speaks about our staff a lot that way that you just know what you're going to get, you just know what to expect, and um, know what's kind of going through each other's heads. And, but at the same time, you don't want to just say become yes men for each other either. So that's a fun challenge that. And Mike Zur does a really good job. He's um, an offensive coordinator, and he doesn't always call the plays, but you know how that is. Um, he he'll he'll test each other. He'll test Biz, and he'll ask Coach Garrow why, and make you know Coach Garrow knows a ton. As long as you get him to explain it, and then he gets on the same page. So you guys been on those staffs where you just you just um, you know what you know, finish each other's sentences almost weird that way, but. I hear you, man. I've I've been on a, a couple of those, and it it makes it even you know way more special. Just the the times and the fun things that that go on, and of course all the shenanigans in the office too. Um, <laughs> the other question I was going to ask you too was you know you mentioned Agat Power, which obviously you know makes me and Coach Harper swell with pride. Um, but when you uh, when you are when you are kind of a, a power run team, how, how does that help you as a defense you know knowing that you know uh, our offense plays physically probably playing with quote you know, not always my favorite thing but quote plays with the defensive mentality you know how does mm-hmm. that kind of help you you know either to prepare or I mean, maybe overcome adversity or be a little bit more tough in certain situations how how does having that kind of offensive mentality marry up really well with how you want to play defense that's a great question I love to think about that because it's our D tackles, you know, in practice, they know our, we're not soft, you know, um, and we'll have our ones against ones. We, we rarely go live, but um, it, it's, you know, it's thud and it's, and it's physical to, in the beginning of the, of the whistle and, um, uh, you know, the play rather, but we, we, we know we're not soft and we know when it, when it comes down to uh, really needing three yards that, our defense trusts our offense to get that sucker and to, and to have the ball control that we can rely on them and rely on the offense to produce. And just the, the deep, um, it's, it's not necessarily demoralizing for, for anybody, but it's just empowering that we got the ball. We're going to keep this ball. And, you know, and we just love watching the Bison on film and the Jacks, Jacks as well. They, they run some, in, in really impressive ways with, with some phenomenal running backs they've had. But uh, just to know that, yeah, the weather can be bad, sure. Um, the, uh, the the scheme can change. You know, that, that's all good and fine. We're still coming, and we're, we're proud of what we can do. Um, and uh, the, the defense, you know, you got to cheer each other on type thing. And, and if the defense faces that, you know, uh, in in practice, and and sees how that how that can work, and you got to you got to understand. Okay, this how how we stop this? How do we possibly uh, prevent this from just gashing gashing us? Even in practice, um, it's just um, it's sort of empowering for everybody. You just give gives everybody a boost that you know this is the way football ought to be played. The Lynx, uh, Brand Valley Lynx, have been a, a powerful team in a lot of ways um, for years. Amazing tradition going way back to um, fear option type stuff and uh, a little more deception than, than even what we use. But uh, it's just, it's just um, like you said, it's, it gets everybody, um, you know, we're lifting because we got to move people, right? 
we're not lifting to sit in our chairs and rubber ribs. We're we're lifting because we need to get these people moved, and uh, the D tackles need to you know understand that they're lifting to make sure they they don't get moved. And um, it, it's just really fun to see the the linebackers respect the fullbacks and the tight ends and our H's for all the dirty work they get done too. So it, it's really fun identity. And we've gone, we've run the whole spectrum. We had Austin Sumner, a FCS quarterback, and threw it about 40 times a game. And uh, one year, he, our quarterback was the only guy that scored a rushing touchdown for us. So we've been all over the spectrum. <laughs> yeah. I remember That's those. No joke. Yeah, we slung it around. We uh, we chucked and ducked, and, and uh, so it's 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 fun to diversify and and. Uh, and a couple of the linemen we have, you know, they just love wearing their cowboy boots and driving their trucks and, and uh, demonstrating that, you know, they're rugged, you know. And uh, if, if you're not going to match our physicality, it's just going to be a long night for you. It, you know, and, um, no disrespect to anybody, but you know, that's what that's what you want to – that's what you want to feel. Coach, as a defensive coordinator and, and you know, your offense goes through – different types of offenses depending on obviously like you said who do you have if you've got a big time quarterback let's sling it around a little bit but knowing that as a defensive coordinator does that change your um your outlook or your I don't want to say outlook your uh your goals as a defensive coordinator depending on maybe what your offense uh has that going for them that year definitely yeah great question definitely wow at times when we when we pass more, um, we wouldn't have the ball control. We'd either go, we'd either score quick or punt quick. You know, you'd have uh, right. you'd have <laughs> one, one one completion or not not enough completions, and no clocks burned off, and and now you don't have a first down. So uh, here we go. Let's run back out. So in those ways, you wanted to kind of gamble a little bit more, uh, see if you can. Um, disrupt the game a little bit more. Um, we still scored a lot of points. I mean, Chad Gill and uh, Bill Frecking, our offensive coordinator for a lot of years, he's now a high school principal. Um, those guys know those guys know to cook up some yards and uh, generate generate points in in major ways. Like, man, we just thirty we're thirty points a game for a lot of years. And uh, but but when when it, when you didn't have the the reliance on the, on the ball control that we have now, you know, like I said, we rarely bit blitz. Now we just uh, scheme it up and fundamentals and uh, fit it up and, and try to try to take the ball away from you or, or make you play so much offense that you make mistakes. Um, you know, we didn't make Washington punt, punt much in the dome, but we took the ball away three times in real critical times. And now that we don't turn the ball over much, either punting fast, you know, or throwing picks, um, that's, that's, it's just a different whole whole you know, whole arrangement of game management that, that I see it a little bit, you know, where where we'd heat them up a little bit and, and roll some dice when when our ball control wasn't always there. You know what I'm saying there? And um mm-hmm. that was just one of the philosophies we had that if, if we if we need to cause we need to take the ball away, uh we need more band calls. Either their band's playing or our band's playing, you know, and uh <laughs> one way or another and uh so that though then you know we always try to say hey we're gonna hang some points up especially in the years we're throwing the ball around we're 
Austin Sumner had boy like pushing 40 touchdown passes and 300 yards all the time. And uh, we we just said we're going to score here if we keep guys to keep them to field goals. You know those four points are just and they they add up throughout a game. So um, we always kept that mentality where we we'd bend a little bit, but uh, uh, we got pretty salty down in the red zone playing in some ways playing more zone than a lot of guys like to. Yeah. Um, we like to see see that ball thrown even in the red zone. Coach, you've you've talked about that a, a couple of times now, and I'm I'm kind of interested. You know, you're you're saying we're not gonna we're not gonna blitz much. We're gonna get a lot of pressure with our front front four, and you know maybe we'll we'll add another fifth guy. You know, what what are some things mm-hmm. then you're doing maybe in the back end then to confuse yeah. some of those QBs, especially in in passing situations? I know you and I have talked a little bit. You've you've got a couple of different wrinkles that you use, but you know mm-hmm. what what are some some ways that you've kind of you know managed to use in your four two five that man, we, we've had some success, or these have been some really good change-ups for us because, you know, hey, if we're not bringing, you know, a lot of exotic stuff up front, we're, we're changing the picture for that quarterback and we're making it difficult for him and, and we're going to get yeah. those 23 picks. That's right, exactly. The, the, the picture for him is everything. These guys are better coached than ever. I'm completely positive they are in your area because I, I know you guys coach them seriously. Big school, Broken Arrow. I mean, where you were, the, the quarterbacks, they're coached up. They're, those cats know what's, what's going on. They count the safeties. We, we, we're playing with a single high safety at all times. I was just tired of having a two-by-two two formation, um, uh, run hitches by the outside guys, and the inside guys, one would run a post corner, right, you know, and match your safety out if you're playing too high. Mm-hmm. And then your other safety, the other safety is basically one-on-one with a wide-open post or shake route, we call it, where you're, Yep. You're in, you're out, you're in again. And that middle of the field was just too open, too often. If the linebacker didn't get an amazing reroute on that cat, it was six. And, um, I mean, they were torturing people like throw going on that iron throne, man. They were just burning people up all over the place with <laughs> with route after route like that. And because you leave that empty middle of the field open, they're going for it. They're looking for space. So we are single high all the time even though we can play some cover too, right? And by that, I mean, we'll leave a six-man box. And if you're going to run on that, you know, we're going to try to move guys around and manipulate your, your schemes to bounce it out to the, to the you know, extended box, we like to say. And we'll play a ton of cover, straight cover three out of that. Um, and we'll, we'll say that we're going to get rerun. We're going to play the – if you run four verticals, we're going to play the three that you can throw. I'll never forget Tyler Yelk, a really good um, coach uh, for USD, and he played at Duluth. With, he's a Bob Nielsen coaching tree. He was a stud. He's a total stud. Absolute man. Great coach, too. He went out east a little bit. Illinois, maybe, I think. So, anyway, he, he said, play the three of the four verticals that the, that the dude can throw. You know, either maul one of them, you know, with, with some kind of under coverage, but don't get all stressed out about don't get all don't get all stressed about those four verts. You know the guy can't look off and look off and look off and and throw back any four of them if he can. I mean the D line's got to get some get some done. It's not on the secondary. So we we'll play a lot of cover three out of that, and then we'll have with our three safeties we'll um we'll run them back, and we'll we'll play cover two read with an additional we call it you know it, we basically run uh, kind of like a Bison Tampa two but the linebacker is already back there. The linebacker didn't run out. He's already back there. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We don't. Yep. And I tried it for a couple of years. I'm like, I'm going to have the linebacker run this pipe like the bison, and we'll landmark it all. We'll, we'll, we won't really pattern match, but we'll play landmarks. And um, I've, I've emailed with their coaches and players a, a million times, and the SDSU guys have been really generous with their intelligence. And but it just in high school, it just doesn't translate. It it didn't. I, I wasn't coaching it well enough. Um, I, I couldn't. So we got our safety sitting dead center. We'll still read two two to one, uh, given say a two by two formation. They won't know if we're cover three or cover two, and that flats either wide open and cover three, or if it's absolutely closed, if that one runs a fade and two run two is running out. We'll, we'll you know if you want to call it a trap coverage, uh, we just always call it two read. But yep. that corner sitting that corner sitting on it, and you didn't think he's there. That's that's going to be a PBU at the least, and it's going to be ugly for that QB. If, yeah, uh, we've had some kids house it because the QB, you think single high. Well, I'm not going to get any, any, you know, two read action out of this. This isn't going to happen. And then the safety can realize the outside safety. He's either playing the alley and cover three, or he's reading two to one and cover two. And it's hard to tell because we'll have seven guys at one level. You know, I'll just have seven guys kind of straight across uh, after the D line there, um, seven eight yards off, and they'll be all be kind of fiddling around before you can see what's what's happening. And uh, it doesn't always work. I mean, we've been toasted before, and we'll get toasted. But, I mean, that's not going to be the, the end of my day or the end of my season or the end of the game. It's just and, – and, boy, do I just went on a canoe trip with a bunch of teachers Monday night and down in Yankton. It was a real good time and um, uh, played a ton of poker. And not, not, not for actual money, but I uh, – I took everybody's chips at the end of the night, and it was sure fun knowing <laughs> that that I had that I had some cards or I didn't, and it worked out well a couple of times. Those DBs, they, they gotta they gotta know more, you know, they gotta know more than the QB. Otherwise, that QB knows where the gaps are, he knows where the space is, and he's gonna he's gonna gash you. He's gonna he's gonna these these days these kids can uh, throw those tight spirals, and um, they know where the ball's going pre-snap, so. Um, and we'll do it on both sides, you know. So with those five DBs, you got one cat sitting high and tight, and every other DB knows that high middle is taken care of. And I, you know, I can play now the the out routes harder. Um, I can pattern match. So as soon as two goes out, that corner's sitting, and and the safety is getting over the top of one. And uh, it, in some ways, it's a light box. But if they don't know if it's a light box, you know, it might be a heavy box. They might not know. And then that safety, and similar to Tampa too, you know, um, he's already back there, right? Well, I've seen the Bison run it. There's a there's a B-gap, A-gap run, and that dude's running out. Grant Olson had you know, whatever, 35 tackles in one game, and he's coaching there now. Um, one of those other Twin Cities guys that the Bison took out of there. But he'd run, he'd run the pipe against a run look, and then he'd come fill, fill like an alley safety. And it just kind of struck us one year that how do we prevent that that shake route from just killing us? Because it's gonna, and it, it's killed all these other good teams too. And that's one of the solutions we came up with. So they can run cover one from there anytime you want to, or just one free or a man free if if that's whatever you know. There's five names for it, but lock everybody up and you know the high safety. And of course, that's what we did when we had Matt Vanderberg play receiver at Iowa. So that's the kind of thing you want to do with that. Dude. You guys found too that, you know, 
it helps a lot too with some of the uh, the RPO game as well. I know a lot of teams have gone to some of the the three safety looks or you know mm-hmm. given given that kind of shell because so many teams now if it's 10 personnel or some of your spread people, you know, it's going to mm-hmm. be RPO game and or screen game. Right. Yep, you just need a little more a little more wheel some wheels on the field and some guys with some better vision than the old old thumping filling backers that you know, boy, they're, they'll they'll take on a guard, or they'll blow up a fullback, or but uh, I mean, if if they're put in conflict, it's, it's just going to be tough for them. And you got to you got to make the offense have the conflict. Um, I'll never forget a a game Roosevelt uh, High School in Sioux Falls was coached up by Kim Nelson, and that dude had us in conflict about every spot you can imagine. And uh, I remember kind of imagining being a player and going, boy. I don't think I would have any confidence or any success out there. I think I'd be hopping the tennis feet for the whole play. You know, I would just be accepting that tennis serve the entire play, you know, where you just hop and hop and hop and not sure which way to go either. So it's, uh, it's one of those things where offenses aren't getting any dumber. And, uh, I mean, they, they clinic it up too. Um, going to glaziers and, um, listen to your podcast for you know for example <laughs> well coach when you do yeah. get to when, when you do run into a team that wants to go heavy 21 is that a a personnel thing that you're going to have to do to to change it up or is that uh, something your defense can easily morph into for a, a a heavy situation yeah we we try to be adaptable that way where um you know both the tackles this year were were six foot and 280 and uh pretty soft that way and um we're thankful for that. Um, we, and we, we'd sub them out in absurdly long passing situations just uh, just to have more more speed on the field. But um, those guys helped. And then um, the, the spill, the spilling that we do is good as well. Um, but yeah, if we get, if we get, uh, you know, loaded up, that's when you're going to have to um, match it, you know, with, with, uh, you know, some linebackers that can really fill and, we were fortunate this year to have a couple of guys or one guy was kind of tall and skinny. The other guy was short and thick. And uh, we just tried to use both their strengths um, that way that get the, get the other guy, get the tall slender guy out in space, get him rerouting, get him um, running things down and get the, get the thicker dude, you know, like, like Belichick, just you read book after book by that dude, just, just find whatever any, any guy can do. Make sure he gets to do that repeatedly. <laughs> you know, make, right? Like yeah. he's in position. He's in positions. This is what I'm seriously good at. Just allow me to do that. You know, and uh, or put. Make sure that if, if a play comes, um, I've got a shot at you know making making the play and, and being in the right spot. Or um, so yeah. That but yeah. The, the the heavy personnel is is an issue where you you're gonna have to make sure something's Something's going on where you're adding, a, you know, getting a safety down on the line, um, you know, sort of a Sam down under look or, um, you know, bumping, bumping the D to D line away from the back who's dug up, dug up in there, we call it. Um, but yeah, but your rules shouldn't change. You know, they, they really shouldn't change. Coach, do you guys get to, do you guys get to run much uh, or, or any uh, seven on seven over the summer or uh, throughout the off season with other teams around your area? Like I know here in Oklahoma, it's like us yeah. and three of the other big schools and that will play throughout the year, but 
all summer we get like once a week we get to do a a seven on seven with them just kind of work our pass pro are you guys able to do that as well with your rule we are yeah we are thankful for doing that Uh, the rules have gotten way looser in here south dakota here i used to not be able to get in involved at all um but uh they just didn't see the value in that and you gotta leave them alone yeah i mean the, the boys and i love this rule that you cannot contact them july 1st i think through july 8th it's that dead dead period just let them be with their families, you know, give them some space. Don't make them feel obligated to get to anything. Uh, we don't overdo it. We don't throw the ball a ton anyway. Um, and we, and you, if you come to our seven-on-seven, seven, you're going to play. We'll, we'll play a whole bunch of quarterbacks. We'll play a bunch of kids if they want to come and enjoy it. Um, we'll get small schools, big schools. Um, uh, Curtis Riggs, uh, the head coach of the Sioux Falls Storm in the Arena League there, he runs it at uh, the Sanford Field House. Hmm. and it does a nice job quick whistle one hand touch um you know nobody wants to get blown up or um and, and it's just fun to see kids um demonstrate what they've been working all winter and spring for you know we don't have any spring football here in south dakota uh, we just don't have the numbers of athletes that would really take away from track and field so uh, we let that be and um but we one thing i love the Owatonna head coach uh william said at a Glazier Clinic hit Minneapolis this year. We don't want to be the stress, uh, you know, the the main stress, source of stress in your summer. You know, we really don't want to. Um, like I, one of my best DBs is a absolute college baseball player. I'm going to leave that dude alone. Like, come if you can. I'll, I'll I'll try to schedule some things around baseball so you can make it. But I was a baseball player. I loved it. I remember hitting a dinger off of Jesse Beasley in the pure field uh, back in the day. <laughs> you remember that, dude? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, the games weren't close, but uh, Scott, uh, Scott Rowley made sure that he didn't pitch to me after that one. But um, the game, yeah, the games weren't close from there, but I took him deep. But, you know, I love baseball, too, and I, I don't want – and basketball, you know, basketball's got a lot of tab, time in there. Uh, and one of our best wrestlers, classic story, freshman state champ wrestler, to, you know, and I, he knows he's welcome to play football. He's he knows it, so I've given you know him some space. He's vacillating this whole about whether it's a play or not. And I know his folks a little bit. And his dad gave me a ring one time and said, "Hey, I I think my son's going to play." And there was rumors he wasn't going to. It's a real shame, you know. And I said, "Well, I, I, that'd be great if he played. Of course, we you know we'd love that. We need all the multi-sport athletes we can get. I mean, he touches people; they go down. He's such a good tackler." And he goes, yeah, but on the condition that he doesn't have to go to every football camp. I said, hey, man, absolutely. Deal. Done. You know, I, it'd be just a shame for me to say, nope, you got to show up to four football camps and two seven-on-sevens or you cannot play. You know, it just wouldn't be the way we like to operate. Um, so, but, our, yeah, our seven-on-sevens are fun. And if you come, you get in. Like some kids for some schools I've seen, they show up and they, they watch the first stringers you know, take every rep and it just doesn't cut it for us. We just want to, uh, we, our booster club does a nice job of making it affordable. And, um, sometimes I get there, sometimes I can't cause I'm coaching softball all the time with my kid, but um, I'll, I'll try to empower some DBs to make sure they know what's going on and, and run the, you know, run the coverages better than they would if I were there messing them up anyway. 
Well, that's what I was going to ask. I was, I was wondering uh, if you do have any kind of new wrinkles that you're wanting to add in that year or, or you, you found some good stuff on Glacier or, or wherever and, and you're kind of wanting to add that in and, and use it that season. Is that something that you'll toy with in, in seven on seven or is that something that you yeah. want to kind of keep to yourself until you guys get into the fall? That's a good question. That's a, Yeah, sometimes both. Now you're talking the gamesmanship in the coaching uh, world there. Where uh, <laughs> make no mistake, they're watching. You know, right, they're, exactly they're, right. They're, they're taking they're taking mental mental notes now, and uh, we'll 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 dabble a little bit, and we'll just experiment and uh, just throw something out, maybe with no intention of every really trying it in the fall. But sometimes, you know, something will stick to the wall. Like you'll just whip it up there, and there there it is. That, that looks pretty salty. Like sometimes you you draw things just just fiddling around on a Sunday afternoon game planning for the Friday night. And wow, that looks better than I ever thought that, that actually might go. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a balance of that. And, uh, but, but when it comes down to it, there's a lot of film on us and, um, we, you know, Chad Garrow's at no point has ever tried to like cut clips or make anybody right. drive farther. Than, yeah. Drive farther than they have to for a film. Like just, just show, we'll show you all we got. You show us all you got, and let's go. I mean, coach, coach them up, and uh, if you miss something, you know that's that's too bad. And if we miss something, that's that's tough for us too. But um, yeah, I, I definitely like to like to tinker a little bit with some some options, like some tags with coverages, uh, how you might take away a, a dude receiver, um, where you just uh, run your exact same coverage, but you might insert a guy to uh, trail him, you know, run a cover three. Uh, SDSU does something like it where they're running cover three. They call it like three bang. And they take a D lineman out, run a DB in, and that dude's all over the stud receiver, whatever he does. And the, everybody else plays the exact same coverage. And uh, that way you're not reinventing the wheel too much week to week. Love it. But yeah. Wow. How cool is it, Coach, you know, be, being in the, the Sioux Falls area and, and just seeing, you know, obviously the, the population there has, has exploded. You know, new schools yeah. are going up and the, the suburb schools are, are filling up super fast. But, but how cool is mm-hmm. it, too, that, like, you know, a, a lot of, you know, the, the companies around there, the Sanfords, uh, the Avera McKinnon, or I guess it used to be McKinnon Avera, but, you know, the money that they're putting mm-hmm. into to athletics, athletic development, you know, indoor facilities, lifting facilities. I, I think it's really awesome. I mean, you know, me being from the state, that was always kind of one mm-hmm. of my one of my things I, I took some pride in in peer, you know, was kind of starting, you know, some of these programs and you see them have some success. But, you know, mm-hmm. how, how cool is it to kind of see that, you know, being a, a South Dakota guy and, and seeing it where it's like, hey, you know, there's there's some some really, really competitive facilities and competitive athletics going on there. And it's and it's no really doubt. That's really cool that you, uh, yeah, even know about it. And uh, you guys, uh, I remember seeing pictures of your field house there in Broken Arrow and going, what college is Walls at now, you know? <laughs> what, <laughs> look at those look at those buildings and all that. And the uh, the the record boards and the game fields. And, yeah, I, it's another animal the farther south you go. But, uh, yeah, we're proud of it. And we're lucky that uh, we have a lot of stuff going now that um, SDSU finished third in FCS and, the bison right nearby and really good D2 everywhere. Um, uh, high school football is better than ever. I'll tell you that there, these teams could roll us back in 1995. Let me tell you that. And uh, oh, yeah. 
yeah, yeah would, would not be close. But uh, yeah, it's just it's fun to see that the c- competition breeds success. I mean, people have to find solutions where there are, and defenses have to coach better, offenses have to uh, innovate more, and 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 Sanford keeps wanting to offer opportunities for that. Uh, they just sent us a full-time strength coach. Uh, we had him in the summer, and we got a strength coach at the school already. So it's going to be amazing where where uh, we got so many opportunities, and they, they'll send out trainers to schools. And I uh, just wanted to build relationships with with clients, you know, for the future, as uh, you know, tr- treating them medically. But uh, yeah, it's it's a really exciting time. Um, the, the, the Pentagon's phenomenal. The the Sanford Pentagon, the um, Sanford Fieldhouse, is a new new and nice thing. I, I think they got more plans going, uh, more and more and more all the time. Um, and you know, competition between even Avera and Sanford, big health systems. Uh, that's healthy too, and I know Sanford's making a major presence in Fargo. I know they're uh, they're trying to carve into Minneapolis all they can. They had the biggest sign in Target Field for the longest time there. So. But uh, yeah, it's it's exciting times for for area football. It's 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 just helping helping kids care more and and invest invest more in themselves and become the best players they can be. Have you guys seen like your numbers? I mean, continue to go up, or have you guys seen a little bit of the dip? I know, you know, for a while, and and I'm hoping we're kind of getting past it. You know, we saw some of the dip with you know a lot of the the CT and concussion scares and and whatnot, mm-hmm. whatever the other reasons behind it. You know, but. Have you guys kind of passed that dip, and do you see your guys' numbers sitting pretty well, especially maybe in the the metro area there? Yeah, yeah, they, they really are looking good. Um, the Sioux Falls schools are in in danger of running out of jersey numbers. I mean, seriously, they just they they uh, fill those sidelines, and we're doing our best to do the same. Um, yeah, it, there was a kind of dip there where you get to kind of in the teens for seniors coming out for us, like fifteen, sixteen. Now we're back pushing thirty. Um, which which we like to like to have in our school our size and that'd be a goal of mine you know fill every jersey number one through ninety nine with sophomores through seniors um, this guy I think football is good for kids and it's getting safer and safer um, and we're involving moms in the in the discussion you know we're planning a moms event for this fall and we're just letting them know that hey we care about these kids and we're going to keep them healthy and uh, when they're not. Uh, we'll care and we'll know. And, um, but yeah, the, the, the uh, bigger the roster, the better we've, we've always felt. And, um, we, we see a comeback and which is, which is healthy. Is that the case in your area? Yeah, we're seeing it too. I mean, I, I think it's going to continue to get better and we're doing a lot of the same, uh, things. We're, we're having a mom's night, uh, tomorrow night and it's hilarious. They, they're going to have me come, come speak to it. So I don't know how that'll be, but we'll, we'll see. And, uh, <laughs> I, I think, you know, you know, like you said, I think it was just the, the dip and the scare for a while. And all of a sudden now when, when people kind of sit back and actually look at, you know, legitimate statistics and, and actual studies, mm-hmm. and it's not just, you know, thinking with your, you know, the, the immediate reaction and you have some time to kind of sit back like, yeah, hey, it, it is what it is. And people can say, man, the, the, the positive benefits of football are, are, are unbelievable. I mean, it's, it's you know, ridiculous to, to, to point to just one thing. I mean, there's so many dang things that, that football does for you. I mean, heck, you, you gave a prime example of it. You know, if, if you wouldn't have played football at Augustana and known Jim Heinitz, you wouldn't have the job that you have right now. So, I mean, the, the people you meet, the connections you make, I think 
people are really starting to get that out. And I think coaches have done a good job. And, you know, you're a member of, of the coaches association up there. Heck, you're, you're running the thing. And it, the messages I think that people are getting out now and the coaches have been very, very proactive on it and, and fighting for the sport. And I think we just need to keep, yep. keep doing it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's ongoing and, uh, and it, it's fine. I, we should be, we should be carrying the torch and a lot of, a lot of coaches of the past just assumed, well, of course you should, you're going to play football for Yankton high school because that's what every boy does. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, if you don't, that's strange. Well, it's it's not necessarily that strange anymore. Kids got other opportunities to do all kinds of things, and uh, thankfully, thankfully, but uh, yeah, uh, like you said, the the tangible and intangible benefits and the measurables and the immeasurables are um, remarkable. They just uh, they just get the best out of kids and and uh, and um, you know facilitate their growth in the best ways. It really does. And, uh, get the right role models and get the right uh, bonds between teammates and you'll change lives. Uh, Jerry Kill, man, he was a phenomenal speaker just uh, a few weeks ago at our uh, South Dakota Football Coach Association Clinic. And uh, we had Gene Chizik and Jerry Kill's really fun experience. And Jerry Kill said, man, football saves lives. I mean, he he, he said it. It does. It It gives kids strength that they never thought they had. Uh, to use throughout their lives, and I you know, just just hear him talk for about ten minutes, and you'll be convinced. Coach, what does a guy got to do to get uh, run the power to the football clinic in South Dakota? <laughs> yes, now you're talking, man. Um, that that'd be the way. That really needs to happen. Um, I don't see a single drawback from that. But uh, <laughs> just just keep in touch, uh, uh, keep in touch, and uh, we'll get Kim Nelson. Uh, Kim Nelson Roosevelt, high school head football coach, doesn't teach anymore, but I think he's going to coach till he's about 90. So he, he's the man to to uh, sort of uh, connect with, and uh, he's the he's the shot caller now because, like I said, doesn't doesn't teach a single class, uh, doesn't coach in track anymore, just coaches football, and he's uh, executive secretary uh, taking uh, Verge Bullock's uh, uh, throne there. So yeah, he's the man to get in touch with, and I'll make sure that happens. You know that that contact happens anyway. It should. <laughs> Kim Nelson, man, that's a name from the past. My brother, my brother still still will will send me pictures of of Kim Nelson from back in the day because he thinks he has nice. like like the most immaculate mullet ever from like back eighties <laughs> and nineties. So my brother still sends me pictures, and then of course when he when he moved to Minnesota and he was coaching for a little while in a, in a yeah. I mean, a dinosaur, uh-huh. like a hockey hotbed. So I'm like, I'm, yes, it is. was always messing with Nelson. Just like, man, you, you had the perfect mullet. I bet those hockey kids just <laughs> loved you. Of course, he's just laughing. A bunch of kids that played hockey and stuff too. But he's he's a stud, man. Talk about a talk about a football lifer. Like you said, he will coach till he's probably freaking ninety. He's a stud. He's an all-time stud. He's he should have started in Point Break, man. <laughs> yeah, that's my brother. He calls it the immaculate mullet. <laughs> yeah he's a man he's a he's a all-time all-time stud and he, he cares about kids and he cares about the game and he wants to grow the game um he wants he wants knowledge going up he wants coach, coaches smarter and caring more than ever uh, he demands excellence from even his opponents and uh if you don't stay sharp man he will straight gash you he, he will absolutely gash your team 
and uh, that's what you got to respect. A, a guy who never quits growing. Uh, he's run every system that exists, but he's settled into kind of a you know, Ohio State, uh, Oregon kind of hybrid uh, system there where uh, he, he had an offensive tackle go out to Ohio State. So they uh, visited uh, Urban Meyer's practices and, and he hit Ohio State as well, or Oregon rather. And then he went to Texas A&M and he came, comes back with all these plays that are super hard to defend. So, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a real good guy. That's all right. You still got to build a defend a gap power, though, right, Harper? That's right. That's right. And if they're not practicing it all year, all those linebackers overrun it. That's, <laughs> that's what we got lucky at this year. I mean, I think everyone knew what the play was going to be. Now it also helps we had a uh, we had a heavyweight wrestler as our tailback um, oh, that was 220 pounds, um, and then we wow. have a we got a right tackle that's going to go wherever he wants. He's been offered by every school in the nation. So it obviously helps to have those two, but um, it, it, it still, I mean, still they knew where it was going and they knew it was coming, but uh, those linebackers couldn't help but not fit wide. I mean, we, we've seen a lot of guys play, try to play some different games and we've had some four, two, five teams try to, um, you know, play the, are they going to be a six, a seven, a nine? And then they play their, 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 uh, their extra guy either inside of it or outside of it and try to do some different things. But I uh, had a good system for it. We hit it tight. And um, it was, man, those those linebackers, they just – they this year anyways, they, they did not fit it right most of the time. Well, you keep doing it. Keep That's right. It. Well, that, we got in a lucky – we're in a lucky position that I think we're maybe only one other team in 6A hardly that's even ever under center. I mean, it's us and uh, – yep. Sorry, two teams. Uh, us, uh, Jinx will get into it every once in a while, and then uh, uh, a team UConn, who's who's um, uh, flexbone. So other than that, everyone's out of the gun. Everyone's spread, and so um, no one's getting a whole lot of reps of stopping a gap power, and and uh, not everyone's bought into the awesomeness that is North Dakota State yet down here. So uh, we're, we're we're one of the lucky few until Kansas State ruins it for us here in the next couple of years. That is going to happen. I you know it. it. I know it. Yep. Ian Walls actually talked about this a year or two ago and said, uh, just wait till the North Dakota State guys get a job somewhere in the Big 12. Um, I can't remember it would be Kansas, but they get a job somewhere in the Big 12. They take all the big linemen, um, you know, the, the Mauler linemen, and then uh, yep. every other school is recruiting linebackers and safeties um, to stop. Uh, you know, 10 personnel and and RPO and GT counter, which I know North Dakota State still runs their fair share of some of that stuff. But um, yep. then go heavy package and and you got a bunch of guys that are are new aged hybrid linebackers and and you kind of need some old school Mike linebackers. Maybe you don't need them, but that would sure help. And and you have yeah. recruited for them. There you go. Yeah, you're calling it. You're you're predicting a a, a real paradigm for sure. And one thing about those linemen they'll get, they won't be fat dudes. They'll be straight up maulers and road graders, and uh, they'll be amazing shape. You'll be you, – you get next to those cats, and you just can't marvel at their physique. That, that's one thing everybody says around here, the Bison kept their strength coach, and that might be the thing that keeps them – you know, you've got phenomenal coaches filling, filling the shoes of climbing and the boys. But, um, yeah, they, they might keep it rolling with, with the recruiting they do. And like you said, 
if they take them, uh, they take the linemen other people don't want, and they turn them into machines. And here it comes. And now you're talking six, six and a half, six and a half a carry. Yeah, especially if you're in this area, and and that's the kind of lineman you like to be is is let's go mall people. There's not a whole lot of other options. I mean, uh, of anywhere, even at the SEC schools that are close to this area aren't going to be that. I mean, it's going to be maybe a little bit more now with Texas A&M, but still, um, you're going to have to go far, if not to Kansas State, if you want to be a big guy that mauls. And, and they'll find those, I would assume, in, in the Kansas-Nebraska area, just like um, they found some guys in the North Dakota, South Dakota area. That's right. Yep. Rest assured, the, the uh, Kansas State brand of football will be a uh, more than physical one. <laughs> and I and I think too. I mean, you you think about climbing and, and especially defensively. I mean, you you've you've referenced them a bunch of times. I mean, they they were super multiple out of their their defense. So I mean, they'll find ways to to at least limit the spread teams as well. You know, mm-hmm. Iowa State's done a lot of the stuff, and you know, obviously they're they're going to be buddies with them and have studied them and have run some of the the street three safety looks on their own. I mean they'll be able to hold their own defensively. I mean, those guys are really, really smart. And then now all of a sudden you add a, a pounding running attack to it with, you know, the ability maybe to run the QB some years, maybe to throw some play action, maybe to do some of this. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, especially here in a couple of years to see where those dudes are at. Yep. They're not to be doubted. Well, coach kind of coming up on an hour. Uh, and, and the thing I always love to ask people is when you're watching another team's offensive line, What's some things they'd be doing that would make you think highly of their offensive line coach? Nice. That's a good one. Um, uh, Talking pre-snap, you know, sort of knowing uh, we'll face these pretty salty teams that are no huddle. And once something comes in that they start talking to each other and they're saying stuff, some of it doesn't matter at all. It's complete bluff bluff calling. But when they're talking and they're on on the same page and they're confident – and they're nodding to each other and fist bumping each other just as the play, you know, is coming in from the sideline, but that they they feel good about this call and they feel good about what they're doing, regardless of where the the first or second level is. Um, and when when they execute, they they fire off low and they just keep bringing it. And uh, through the echo of that whistle, you know, uh, the Farniak boys always out of Sioux Falls, Washington, you know, three of them went D1. Or heck, four of them? Yeah, four of them. Yeah. Four of them. Yeah. Four, four D1 tosses out of there. That's right. <laughs> That's not bad genetics. <laughs> no, no, it is not. And those, those boys, uh, they went, went always never dirty. I never thought it was, uh, you know, uh, stuff that should have been penalized, but they brought it. And uh, I was going to co- go through the echo of that whistle. And I really respect that. And uh, respect guys that, that know where the ball is going. And they would know where the ball might go, you know, like the, the ball very likely could pop back here. So don't be hanging out, you know, checking your Snapchat, get people moving and again, stay with <laughs> the play and stay, stay on it, you know, and hope the ball comes back. And if it doesn't cut back to you, that uh, you keep climbing and keep driving and keep on people and uh, that you stay low. And uh, if somebody crosses your face, you know what to do about it you can redirect and get your hands in the right spot and uh and then keep rolling I, I love when they're um so well coached i love when they, they can they the old line coaches can coach up uh, some undersized guys 
you know, I, I always respect that too. Like he, he made that kid, first off, he got that kid in the weight room and, and sharpened him up, sharpened his, uh, you know, made him into steel there. But, uh, he also is coaching that kid on technique that can help him block physically superior people. I've always admired that as well. I think that's an awesome point. I don't think anyone's anyone's ever brought that up on on RTP for for that answer when we asked that question. But I think that's that that's an absolutely awesome point for a coach because I mean, one, think of the you know the growth mindset you have to have. So many of them are like, my guys should look exactly like this, you know, or no. they're already you're already just hand given you know a, a farniac, and it's like don't yeah. mess him up. You know, he's he's gonna go he's gonna go kill people regardless of what I do. But you have that you know, five eleven, six foot kid who's 220, 230 pounds and, and he's, you know, mm-hmm. killing it in the weight room. He he has a coach that's speaking greatness into him. Somebody that believes in him. Yeah. You know, yeah, I don't care how big you are, man. You know, I don't I don't care, you know, what what they say. You're you're a badass. You're you're a great football player. You're a great kid, whatever it might be. You know, he, he's had to have had a coach at some point speak greatness into that kid. So I think that's a really good point, MC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's life there. That's I mean, you've lived a good life. You can do that for a lot of other people. Just make sure they. Uh, Mike Friedel at Augustana, uh, the coordinator there, um, he made us made us feel like giants. I mean, we were a little churchman's school with uh, eighteen hundred kids in it. Going to and this is the NCC days with the Bison Jacks. Uh, Northern Colorado, Omaha was amazing there. They'd have all the Huskers who. You know, for one reason or another, weren't weren't still on Tom Osborne's team, and we went in beat beat quite a few of those teams, and uh, it was largely because we felt like we could. And if you make make a kid um, play better and live better and be a better you know husband father than than uh, he might have been otherwise, that's how football uh, changes things. Could agree more, Coach. I think it's a a great way to to end the podcast, man. Like I said, uh. Always fun to have the the South Dakota guys back on. I know we had some some battles in the younger days, and and it's it's fun to to be able to to reminisce a little bit, and at the same time catch up every now and again, uh, knowing that we're we're coaching it up and and having a blast doing it, man. So keep up the good work, and hopefully you guys get another ring, man. Thank you very much, and all the best to you, Coach Harper and Coach Walls. You guys are uh, setting the standard. I really appreciate what you do for the profession. And uh, honored to, honored to be uh, on air with you guys. And that's going to do it for this episode of RTP. We want to again thank all of our sponsors. You guys, make sure and go check them out. Help grow our community by telling other coaches about Run the Power. And if you enjoy Running the Power, go get your shirt, long sleeve, or hoodie at runthepower.com. Also, if you have any topics or any questions you would like for us to discuss in the next podcast, simply rate our podcast and then leave a comment in the writer review section of the podcast app. This will help our podcast rating as well as it allow us to answer the questions you all want answered. Make sure and go check out our blog at runthepower.com. Follow me on Twitter at Harper underscore Coach and Coach Walls at Coach Brady Walls. Run the Power now also has its own Twitter and Instagram and you can find that at runthepower. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. Talk to you soon.